This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly is starting right now. Welcome to Ian Weekly, and this is your host, Todd DeVoe. And today, we are just going to do an episode with me. So it's just you and I here for a little bit, but we're going to talk about some really cool stuff that has happened over the year. Well, everybody, 2017 has uh, turned out to be quite a year. I don't know if it's the worst natural disaster year that we've ever had, but it's pretty sure close. So 2017 has been an unrelenting year for natural disasters. We have wildfires and earthquakes and hurricanes and volcano erupted. erupted. You know, there's a, a whole bunch of things going on uh, around the world happening. In Northern California, we, in October, we had wildfire breakout up in the Napa Valley area uh, in that region, Santa Rosa specifically, and it's killed over 40 people. Uh, I think that's the consistent number right now. It may have gone up, but uh, that was the last report that I found. And it's, it's burning quick. Now we have a fire going on and uh, still burning in Ventura County and uh, Santa Barbara uh, specifically right now. And it's costly. Largest cost of, of a disaster uh, in a long time regarding all the disasters together, not just the wildfires. So that's the, the wildfires. Earthquake, right? Mexico City earthquake on the 30-year anniversary of the of the Mexico earthquake before. And it was crazy that that happened right after a drill that the earthquake occurred. So it was 8.1, um, and it was killing, uh, killing dozens. And uh, yeah, so that's what happened. And then, you know, so that's the Mexico City earthquake. Puerto Rico gets hit with a large hurricane, Hurricane Maria. Uh, and poor Puerto Rico, not only did it hit Hurricane Maria, but they also had Rita that hit them. Uh, it was like a couple of weeks prior to that as well. So Puerto Rico is still recovering and it's going to be forever. And we're still working on that. Florida and the Northern Caribbean, like I just said, was hit by Irma. And so, you know, that slammed into them. And just a couple of weeks prior to that, Texas was hit with Harvey. Hurricane Harvey was the first major storm to make landfall in the U.S. in 2017. And it caused catastrophic flooding in Houston as well as surrounding areas. So the rain just kept sitting there and just raining and raining on them. So not only was it a hurricane event, a wind event, it was a water event with the deluge of water that was running over it. So globally, we're talking $360 billion in economic loss due to these uh disasters. Globally in 2017, it caused an estimated $306 billion in economic loss. Globally, this is, you know, and uh, these disasters are causing us to take a look at some some interesting points, such as, you know, how do we build? You know, Craig Fugate specifically is out there talking about flood insurance specifically, and what are we doing allowing building just wherever they they want to be? Why aren't we taking a look at uh, why why isn't emergency management really being considered in the planning processes of cities, right? We have our city planners, but why why aren't we taking a look at emergency management and the mitigation to building in these areas, right? Um, it's just billions of dollars, $306 billion 
2017 alone. That's a 63% jump from 188 billion in 2016. So, you know, 300 billion of the total were from man-made disasters. And I could I could say that most disasters, whether it's the hurricane or not, would be man-made because if the buildings were done properly in Houston. And I'm not talking about the physical buildings. I'm talking about the layout of the city, uh, the flood control, those type of stuff. Um, would we be having this discussion regarding all those flooded areas? And maybe we would. I don't know. I mean, but you know, that, but like I said, emergency management isn't being considered uh, in this in, in this area. You know, we talked a little bit about the Santa Barbara fire, the Thomas fire, I should say, in Ventura and Santa Barbara has destroyed more than 1,000 structures. And it's killed at least two people, including a firefighter. And, you know, that's one of those things. Uh, it's it's crazy to see that fire burning. And I have friends that are still up there. So, anyway, that's uh, that's what we're talking about here. So, we have the hurricanes, wildfires, the two major earthquakes in Mexico, uh, one in September, and then um, the one in October. And then uh, Southeast Asia, there's 1,200 deaths this summer due to mudslides. Um, and uh, in Sierra Leone, more than 1,000 people uh, were killed uh, due to uh, uh, mudslides alone. So that's the year in review for disasters. <laughs> Please, come on, let's make 20, uh, 2018 a lot less work for everybody, a lot less disasters. But, you know, that's what we're here for and uh, we're being uh, prepared to do. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Ian Weekly. And wow, it's been about a year since uh, I first started having this conversation. I think it was exactly a year. There's a bright star shining tonight I have never seen before It makes the snow come alive with the light like a spotlight on the glistening winter floor And I'm thinking of you And how I'm just nearby I know what I gotta do I must give it a try So won't you come up with me tonight On a Christmas stroll Through a wintry when the city's in this gown So come on and take a Christmas stroll With me tonight We can take a shortcut through the park Walk real close holding hands there in the dark Have some hot chocolate Now doesn't that sound like something With opening the door for So won't you come up with me tonight On a Christmas stroll Through a wintry town It's a lovely sight When the city's in this gown So come on and take a Christmas stroll With me tonight
medical emergencies, threats of physical violence, weather related or other. One of the most difficult things during an emergency is to find help and quickly and efficiently communicate with all parties, regardless of whether you're an administrator, law enforcement or the end user. With Titan HST, we help distort time by creating high-tech yet simple to use mobile-based applications that connect you with the people who can help you. At Titan HST, we believe in the power of people. Hi, this is Todd DeVoe from EM Weekly. If your company is in the emergency management and response space, EM Weekly is a place for you to advertise. Each week, we bring in experts in emergency management, response, and leadership from around the world, and they're here to share their best practices. Our listeners are eager to learn about new products and ideas, so this is the space for you. For more information, please contact Brian at brian at emweekly.com. It was a year ago that myself and uh, Brian Colburn sat down and talked about doing the podcast and bringing the concept of bringing guests into my, from my classroom into my classroom via a recording. And then he said, "Well, why don't you just do a podcast and you know open it up to everybody so everybody can hear what's going on?" So I thought about it, spoke to some friends in the industry about you know what a podcast would do and and how we can make this a community. And they all encouraged me to go forth and do so. So uh, Maria Arredondo, uh, she's one of them. Steve Rodriguez is another one. Uh, Raul Morales, another guy who all thought this was going to be a great idea. So I went forth and started doing the podcast. I wasn't really sure what this was going to look like. So I went and bought some equipment. And starting in April, we went live. So we recorded a few podcasts or a few episodes and we went live in April and we've been going since and growing. It was awkward for me at first uh, to get used to doing it and it was a lot of fun too to get to talk to some really interesting guests. Some of the highlights is Ella Stanley, uh, past president of the International Association of Emergency Managers, the former emergency manager for the city of Los Angeles. Of course, Administrator Craig Fugate uh, was an awesome interview. Um, the interview with uh, David Marquet uh, of Turn This Ship Around, I thought was a really a, a fun interview. Getting to talk to him about his leadership style and how that really kind of changed some ideas of the, sort of the bottom-up top-down, or should I just say top-down leadership, to a bottom-up, top-down, an all-around leadership that everybody has a role in the organization that's just as important to the others, and that um, the decision-making could has to be at the lowest level. 
So I thought that was a really cool uh, interview. I got to make some friends uh, during this time, uh, during doing the interviews and meeting people. And it was great to go to the International Association of Emergency Managers Conference and get to meet a lot of people over there that listen to the podcast, which has really kind of blew my mind away a little bit here. And I got to meet some uh, new friends over there and some decisions I made uh, throughout. One of the big decisions that I made this year is that I got accepted uh, and I'm going and I accepted the offer of going through the emergency management PhD program uh, through Capella University. So I'm excited about that as well. So that's kind of where we're going. I do want to make a correction. Uh, last week, I talked about uh, Michael Curran, who is a nurse, and he, I said, I stated he is the emergency manager for a hospital. And I stand corrected. Um, Michael uh, kindly told me, he said, oh, I'm not the emergency manager. Although that's the field that he's looking to get into, and he's on some committees, and he really thinks it's really important But at the same time, he's out there making connections in the field of emergency management, learning everything he could possibly learn about emergency management in the hospital setting. And regardless of whether he is actively the emergency manager or not, I brought an episode to Ian Weekly based upon a question that he asked. And so, Michael, I do apologize for misstating your position. And he wanted to be clear that he's not the emergency manager, not because... um, of anything else that he just doesn't want people to feel that he's misrepresented himself. So I do apologize for that. And I think that's important. That being said, I want to talk a little bit about stress for EM and emergency responders during the holidays. And this time of year, these responses become a little more crucial, I suppose. Not that they're not during the rest of the year. I think just today, during the holiday season, they come into play a little bit more just because of, of what's going on. And um, just to, on a personal note, I lost my dad um, at the beginning of December, and uh, I do miss him dearly. And so um, I do understand the stresses that are associated with loss of family and loved ones during the holiday season. And uh, so, and this is kind of what we deal with on a daily basis for those that are first responders, those of us that are emergency managers. Um, during the fires that that are happening specifically in Southern California. Or Central California, I guess. Eh, that's Ventura. So uh, Ventura County, uh, those that happened in Los Angeles County as well, uh, those that are still going on in Santa, in, in Santa Barbara in that area, uh, understanding what the loss is right now during this holiday season. And we have to be, our hearts have to be with the people that have lost during this time. And they're putting things together. So, you know, even those, even those that are recovering in Florida and in uh, Texas and also in Puerto Rico. We have to think about them as well during the season of the holidays uh, and what they're doing and the first responders and emergency managers that are working tirelessly over there. So think about those guys that are fighting the fires in California again, the men and women that are out there doing it. And, I, and again, I, I kind of mentioned it last time, but I just want to give a special mention to Randy Steiner. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He is the uh, deputy uh, regional manager of her, or regional administrator for Cal OES in Southern California. And he has been deployed basically since the fire started in Napa County. And he's only had a couple times where he's able to come home and see his family. And I was just texting back and forth with him today, <laughs> oh, Randy. And uh, yeah, he's out there doing it still. So Randy, keep your head up, brother. Um, it has to end, right? The fires have to stop at some point, whether they make it to the ocean stop or they we get to get control of them, stop them. At some point, they're going to stop and you're going to be able to go home and see your wonderful family. Also, we did a piece, um, and we, we posted a piece in the in the blog from Thomas 
Henke on diversity and emergency management. And if you remember the conversation I had with Ellis Stanley, uh, we talked a little bit about that as well, of encouraging people and students of emergency management to get into the field. Um, it is a dynamic field. It's a growing field. And there's space for everybody. And I think that I'd love to see a lot more diversity in emergency management and if you remember, we talked to Donna Boston. We talked a lot about women in emergency management and, and how that's a growing field for uh, for women that want to get into emergency management. And I think that's an exciting uh, an exciting thing. And the cool part about what I see here too, the trend, the trends, is that it's no longer just. As somebody said gracefully the other day in one of the posts on, on Facebook that we're having a conversation, said it's a retread of paramedics, EMTs, firefighters, and police officers that are getting into emergency management. Now, I have to say, maybe I'm one of those guys who is a retread, I suppose. Um, I like to say that I chose direction differently in 2005 going from EMS fire to um, emergency management. I was a, it was a, a conscious decision to go that direction. But I understand what they're saying, because in the past, it was always the guy who, or gal, who could type well or was a collateral duty, and you're seeing a trend going away from the concept of the collateral duty to the true professionalization of emergency management uh, through things like the CEM, the Certified Emergency Manager Program of IEM, the Professional Development Series that uh, FEMA has, um, the FEMA Emergency Manager classes, uh, classes that the Naval Postgraduate School holds uh, as well, programs that uh, um, different states have specifically with qualifying people in the role of a, the emergency manager. And whether the education that you get is a formal education, whether you've been brought up in a system without a formal education or just experience, those type of things really make this career a dynamic career. And it's open for people who are really interested and really want to learn and become true practitioners of emergency management and, and the role that it plays. And emergency management and the concept of it is growing as well, of not just the typical civil defense stuff that happened back in the 1950s where our history comes from. The emergency management field also encompasses Homeland Security type things, grants. It goes into specific roles of the, of the recovery, of the mitigation, of the planning, of the exercises. You know, you, there's a piece for everybody um, in there as well. And even like disaster recovery, business continuity, in, in the true sense of the word of business continuity, of getting cities and schools, hospitals up and running again after the disaster of how do we keep giving services to the public and the idea of business continuity um, is really falling under the fold of emergency management, right or wrong. It's not a value judgment here, just it is what it is at this point. So you see this happening um, around. So I think that not only is the diversity of, of people, of their of their race or their ethnic background or their sex or their gender um, or their whatever, it's also the diversity in their skill sets of GIS is another one that's growing in that area um, of, of, their, of their skill sets that are going in. Now, speaking of GIS, Malcolm Lanham sent me a message asking about education and where he should concentrate. And I'm never going to give an answer of where people should concentrate their education. But what I will say to people is, what is their area of interest? Right. So just like we're talking about the diversity in the roles of emergency managers, where does your interest lie? So for instance, if you like planning, I would really go planning heavy in your education. Right. In this case, Malcolm is talking about GIS versus public health versus uh, uh, security and are really very different realms of things. 
And, you know, so we kind of talked about that a little bit and he made a decision and it's not to me to say which way he decided to go. But, you know, I think that looking at what your interests are and what the growing trends are uh, really help you decide which direction that you really want to go into as far as education goes. Uh, And I really think, um, I think that's key, you know, into everything that's happening here with emergency management. Now, like I've stated before, I teach emergency management at a local community college. And so I run across students all the time that ask this question about how do I get into EM and again there's so many different avenues to get into emergency management that you know whether you're volunteering with organizations like the American Red Cross, the Team Rubicon, the Salvation Army, your other local uh, VOADs and COADs uh, that get you um, doing that experience as far as responding goes as uh, in, in different functions or getting involved in uh, churches, colleges, hospitals, you know, large organizations like that, schools. I think the clubs, things like this, that can get you experience as far as responding to and helping out in disasters. Organizations like CERT Community Emergency Response Team or your large animal rescues, your search and rescue teams, things like that that help you get into emergency management as well. For those of you that are out there as emergency managers, I would ask you to seek out students that want to become emergency managers and give them opportunities to shadow and or intern uh, with you in your department because we need to grow again the professionalism of this organism of, of emergency management we need to grow it and i think we could do this through getting our students into roles shadowing or even volunteering uh internships those type of things um, i think are key to uh growing our organizations and growing the community and again that's what this is all about so for more fun stuff i did a poll earlier about what christmas gifts would be great uh, for our emergency managers. And so some of the things that were on there were coffee, more trained staff, a USB, and people were able to write things in here as well, a USB solar charger, phone for adapter kit, big screen TV, a Dell Latitude E6420XFR, that's very specific, and, uh, a book, um, a survival crate, or socks. I like socks. So anyway, that being said, coffee, the gift of coffee to your emergency manager for holidays was the overwhelming uh, winner of the Christmas pool. So I thought that was uh, kind of fun and or the, I should say the holiday gift pool because it's not just for Christmas, it's for all the other Hanukkah and everything else as well. So coffee does win for the gift for the holiday season. So... <laughs> Yeah, I love coffee as well, uh, like everybody else. It's coffee, sugar, and aspirin are the things that you need to have at an emergency operations center to make sure that it keeps running. Or for those that don't they use aspirin, you can use Tylenol or ibuprofen or <laughs> other things as well, some sort of painkiller. Um, another poll that we did is what topics would you like to hear in 2018? And training, leadership, and schools uh, were the top three that came out of there. Uh, we also had hospitals, tech, and FEMA were a couple of the other ones, but the top three are training, leadership, and schools. So those are some of the t- ideas that we're going to be discussing here in 2018. And that being said, if you're interested in participating in some of the more of the polls and things like this, uh, we do have our EM Weekly group, which is actually a closed group, so you have to search it out and, and join. Uh, you can find it at the EM Weekly page on Facebook as well. You can join both. Uh, I'd love to have you guys there. And uh, 
So it would be great to, to uh, increase the membership and just to see uh, what people have to say about what's going on with emergency management. Like I said before, this here is a community that I am creating here, um, that we're creating. So uh, I would love to uh, have more uh, people involved uh, in in Ian Weekly and just make this, you know, where we could talk back and forth uh, to each other. So anyway, a couple things I, I wanted to, to cover as well are some of my favorite thoughts coming up is that uh, I love to read. Um, I love the fact that when I ask the questions regarding what book do you recommend to our guests that come on to EM Weekly, the reason why I ask that question specifically is I want to know how people are learning in the world of emergency management or leadership. And would love to have you guys uh, uh, check out those books as well. Uh, so I don't know if, if you'd rather, let me know. Would you guys rather have me do like a book page or something like this? And obviously, um, you know, whatever bookseller that you want to go to, uh, we'll probably throw up on uh, or put it up uh, as Amazon just because it's the easiest way to for us to, to, to look at books uh, online. Uh, I suppose we could do Barnes & Noble as well. But anywhere we could bring up the, the book and put it on there, uh, if you're interested in that, let me know. Uh, and we'll make a page uh, of the book page, uh, you know, um, and see if you guys are interested in those books or not. And, and let me know what you guys think. And if you guys have ever have any recommendations, again, reach out to us, either by Facebook or Twitter or direct message to us and I'd love to uh, to hear what books that you guys have and that you guys are interested in reading or that you have read. There is on Facebook an emergency management book club or yeah, I think it's called the book club and I'm a member of it um, and it's a lot of fun sharing information back and forth there. So if you are interested in books, you should look for the emergency management book club on the on Facebook and you can, uh, you know, get more involved that way with the books. Well, everybody, it's been a great year. I appreciate everybody who's been listening. Again, please, you know, share this information with your colleagues and friends that are interested in emergency management. Whether you are an EM, learning to be an EM, support emergency management, whatever function you have. Love to have you guys again. Well, you're all here, so I love I'm, I love having you guys part of this community. I do want to say a couple of special thank yous as the end of the, as this year comes to an end. I want to thank Titan HST for being with us from the beginning. You guys are, are a great partner in uh, bringing this podcast to everybody. And I could not do it without you guys. So Victor and Serene, thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing with Titan HST. And thank you so much for being great supporters. Uh, Brian, thank you for the support and for everything that you do for Ian Weekly. Uh, you drag me along and push me and challenge me every step of the way. To all those who are loyal listeners, again, thank you so much for being here. Some of you guys from the beginning, uh, and even those that are picking up here uh, at this specific episode. Maria, thank you so much for, for being the constant soundboard and listener for this podcast. Raul, thank you for your support. Steve, again, thank you for your support as well. Uh, you guys have all been there with us from the beginning, and I do really appreciate it, uh, very much so. And those are just the name of a few. There are many, many more people out there that are supporting us, and and I, I do appreciate everything that you guys say. All those that are members of Him Weekly uh, group, keep up making me smile. It's been a pleasure uh, sharing this uh, stuff with you guys and, and your comments that you have in the group. And if you guys aren't part of the group, come on over because uh, there are some fun things that are being said and done over there. 
I'm looking forward to a great 2018. Our lineup is coming up fast as far as who we're having. There's some big names that we're pulling in uh, that we're looking forward to. Uh, I don't, I don't want to announce them yet, uh, but uh, I think you're going to be excited to hear uh, from them. That being said, I just want to close out here saying, remember that the holiday season is filled with magic and joy and i hope your christmas is filled with love and warmth and that your next year is as wonderful as you are for those of you that are emergency management uh take care and have a wonderful wonderful new year in the quiet evening snow is falling and from every window shines a light Somewhere in the distance drums are calling But no one heeds their call Christmas